I can't really say I feel part of the Korean culture because I'm not exactly familiar with the Korean culture anymore. But I also cannot say that I'm Canadian because I am not Canadian. So sometimes I question, what am I? Hello and welcome to Unheard Youth. We are a podcast created at Edmonton Centre for Race and Culture, focusing on newcomer youth voices all across Canada. We're featuring what Canadian newcomer youth have to say about identity, migration, and belonging. I'm your host, Rose Eva Forks Jenkins. We started off this episode with some words from Soman Park. Her words inspired the name of this episode, which is entitled, What Am I? Exploring Identity at North Peace Secondary School. Stay tuned to hear more from the youth at NPSS, located in Fort St. John, British Columbia. I chose What Am I? as the title of this episode, because I think that Soman's words really tie together all of the themes for the podcast. We see how migration and belonging play an important role in Soman's identity. We're going to hear more from Soman and the other youth from Fort St. John as they talk about what makes them who they are. We're featuring conversations from four different group discussions. Some youths that you'll hear from have grown up in Fort St. John, and some have grown up in different parts of the world. We hear about how this has impacted their relationship to identity, migration, and belonging. This is the second episode where we're featuring youth from Fort St. John. On the first episode, we talked about the time that we spend with the youth recording and how that was set up. On this episode, we dive right into the youth's conversations. First up, we hear from Tajmar, Jesse, and Maria. Tajmar is one of the youngest voices that we have on the podcast. At 12 years old, he has plenty to say about how life in Canada is different than when he lived in Jamaica. And Jesse tells us about growing up on a farm outside of Fort St. John. After their conversation, we hear from Azaria, Patience, and Shalom. Hello, my name is Maria Giesbrecht, and I'm currently a grade 11 student attending North Peace Secondary School. I was born in Fort St. John, BC, Canada. My sister and I live with our parents a half an hour outside of town on a farm where we harvest grain and canola. Some people say that I'm good at school, but I might rephrase that to say that I have a passion to learn, something I've always had. Lately, I've been trying to discover my story. In a way, it's as if my story hasn't started yet. I hope to travel the world and experience and learn about as many cultures and countries in my lifetime. Hi, I'm Tajmar, and I'm from Jamaica. I've been in Canada for three years. I'm 12 years old. Hello, it's Jesse's Cope speaking. I'm a grade 11 student at North Peace Secondary School, located in Fort St. John. I was born and raised on a grain farm 20 minutes outside of town on the land that has been in my family for three generations now. I'm a very determined person, especially when it comes to sports and school. I very much enjoy participating in sports as well as traveling around the world. Let's start with a few questions. Um, what makes you who you are, and could you explain what has made you the person you are today? My friends, my family, and where I'm from, because uh, the rules here are really different, and the weather's different, and yeah. So you came from Jamaica. How did you feel when you came to Fort St. John? 
I felt very excited because I haven't really been on an airplane before and I was in a new country. But when I got here, it wasn't so exciting because I was hit by this really, really cold, like, wind. And I wasn't wearing any coat or anything because I just, I just came here and it was, like, really cold. Otherwise, in the weather, I really like Canada because it's really big and there's, like, more activities and stuff. Um, what was the reason that your family had to immigrate to Canada? My family had to immigrate to Canada for better job opportunity and better learning opportunity for us. And, yeah, we just needed that. And, Jesse, if you were born in Canada, do you know when your ancestors came over first and why? So in 1928, I had a great-grandpa who came over at the age of 14 years old. His name was Caesar Copes. Um, he came over by himself and everything. He was very young, and he actually found land here and started clearing it by himself with the use of horses. And as life went on, you know, started a family, and then they started a family, and I am the third generation, and we are still farming the same land that he cleared. So that's kind of cool. So my ancestors are definitely from Italy because his family never followed him over. So there's still lots of family members over there that I, that I have never met before. Could each of you guys tell me a little bit about your family? Well, my mom has seven kids, and I have one brother, so the rest of them are all girls, and... I'm usually in the house with my family. Uh, we like to crack jokes a lot, and we play a lot of board games and stuff. Um, I live in a family of six. I am the oldest of four kids, which definitely puts a lot of responsibility on me. We're all really fun, though. We joke around. We tease each other. It's kind of like the typical family. We, um, yeah, we give each other a hard time, which is, I guess, always fun. Even when you're living here in Canada, how do you see your Jamaican culture come out in your new home? Well, first of all, we always have our flags sitting on our wall. And even though we are in Canada, we still speak our language. We still play our music and we still go to Canada. Um, Canada, Day? Canada Day, yeah. And Jesse, what is something that you do in your leisure time? In my leisure time, I love to go horseback riding quadding, swimming in our dugout. We have a zip line that goes right across it, which is a lot of fun for the community. Um, yeah, I guess just a lot of outside things, but also cooking inside. Um, my sister and me, she, we, I used to have a snack shack when I was younger, but now that I'm older, she opens it up. So I'm responsible for all the baking and getting her organized. And then she goes out there, puts a smile on her face, and she sells all the baked goods to the community. So that's kind of something cool about our hobbies and our leisure time and stuff like that. Can you go into more depth for your snack shack? Is it like a lemonade stand or where do you guys set that up? So since we do live in a town, um, there's definitely not a lot of traffic, which means we kind of have to resort to new spots. So whenever we know that there's a pipeline going in down the road, very Canadian, uh, we always set it up there at like six o'clock when the workers are heading back to town and stuff like that. We always try to catch the traffic waves, so the pipeline guys definitely always look for my little sister. <laughs> and what is something that you do in your free time? Watch Netflix, or play video games, or play with my friends. I usually like building stuff, like I turned my bike into a unicycle, but it broke. 
Um, yeah, we're kind of creative when it comes to like new electronics, but otherwise than that, I'd be in the house. Have you had to change or adjust your lifestyle to fit in with your new community in Fort St. John? Yes. Like I said before, the rules are different. Uh, everybody speaks English here, and it's a different community than where I'm from, so you definitely had to change a little bit. We had to change your language. Well, it's not really our language, but yeah. Has there ever been a time where you feel like you haven't belonged? Uh, no, because everybody here I met is really kind. They're really interactive with people, and this is a really nice place for me because I can hang out with people and play and actually get active. And yeah, that's the reason why I really like Hannah. And this is Maria Giesbrecht. This is Tashmar Forster. This is Jesse Copes, and thank you for listening in on our interview. Um, hello, my name is Shalom Justin. I'm an international student from Nigeria. Um, currently living in Fort St. John, my final year, grade 12. Hi, my name is Patience Agba. I'm 18. I'm from Nigeria. I'm an international student currently enrolled in grade 12 at North Peace Secondary School. I love creativity, I love fashion designing, I love music, I love drawing, I love sports, and I love giving a helping hand to the community and people around me. Hi, I'm Azari Richards. I am 16 years old and in grade 11. I've been born and raised in Fort St. John, um, but I've had the chance to travel lots of places and I'm really grateful for that. I'm really involved in the intercultural program at my school and I like art and English and science and all sorts of things and I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do so yeah diving in have you had a situation that made you question your sense of belonging well for me I've been pretty lucky I have a really good group of friends but I went to China with my group of friends and that was the first time I'd really experienced being a minority, so we were walking in the subway station and there was just like, there, we were like the only white people <laughs> in wherever I could see and uh, it was a really good experience for me because being in Fort St. John Canadian City, it's like, we have different cultures but majority is white, so that was kind of a different experience, I don't know, <laughs> yeah, so that's something that I think about often. Patient, you coming from Nigeria, do you ever question like do you ever think there's a different way to cope with your culture and your mindset in Canada yes I do actually first of all the number one priority about things about moving to another country is that you still have to be yourself and at the same time be accepting of other cultures you have to be very curious of what you see and what you do and mind what you see around people and you have to be open-minded and very accepting and accommodating like for me, I embrace diversity, so that's very that's a plus in my book. So um, I don't really have a problem adjusting and you know coping with other people. But if I were to say for someone else, they would have to be very mindful of what they say and you know learn to accept other people. Patience, like what's the difference between your home city Nigeria and Fort Saint John? The weather is one <laughs> big difference. <laughs> yes, it is extremely cold out here. But you will adjust with time. Um, it's hot in Nigeria. We only have two seasons, hot and rainy. <laughs> and um, the food is completely different. It's really amazing that I get to 
experience and taste different um, foods here and from other cultures too. Also, the people are very accepting. Um, it's more quiet here. Um, the houses are different, the settlements, the whole education system is completely different because we use British curriculum in Nigeria and here it's American or Canadian. Um, there are more opportunities here in school compared to what school is like in Nigeria. So it's a big difference and a change, especially the people around me and the, my classmates. Do you think you fit in to the system or like, like say the town? you think you fit into Fort St. John perfectly as you've stayed here for over for a year, over a year? Do you think you've fit, fitted into the system of everything? So, to a certain extent, I would say yes. Um, also because I'm still adjusting and I've only been to some areas in Fort St. John. I'm still yet to know Fort St. John and fully explore. But yes, to the best of my understanding, I have adjusted and I feel like a Fort St. John or two. <laughs> during the winters <laughs> after high school now like what do you want to do so I would definitely like to go into post-secondary school right now I'm kind of leaning towards UBC also just looking forward to like having a little bit of freedom and being able to experience life outside of Fort St. John I would also want to go to a post-secondary school institution yeah, I'm st- I'm actually leaning towards um somewhere in Ontario. Yeah, so I haven't I I haven't made a choice, but I'm leaning towards that area. What have you patient? Well, oh my god, that's a big question. <laughs> I have so many things I want to do. I want to work in public health, so first I'm going to nursing or I might later change to dietetics and nutrition because I'm very big on health. I also want to work in in the public health uh, sector in Canada and also to be able to give an impact to my country too. I want to become a fashion designer, I want to have my own clothes line, I want to own businesses, I want to own companies and also I want to be able to help youth and create uh, an awareness for younger, younger people, the generation after me and make them feel good about themselves and stop things like bullying and you know racism and you know put an end to all that. So yeah. <laughs> Speaking about public health in your country, Nigeria, well, how would you how do you think you'd be able to help the health system? First of all, through my stay here for two years, I have seen the way Canadians or Fort St. Johners take care of their elderly people. Like they treat them like royalty. And that's one thing I want to emulate. Like that's something I I want to emulate. Like I feel like Nigerians should be able to take care of the older people. Just because you have a certain amount of time on earth doesn't mean you can't still live a good life, you know, and in good health. So, um, and also because I'm a strong Christian, so I believe in good health and prosperity. And um, also, I want to be able to give that voice and, you know, create that awareness in Nigeria to people that, you know, health is key. Emotional, psychological, psychological, whatever health it is, it's key. Even if everything around you is going bad, your health should still be intact, you know. Because you still need to help people around you. You can't feel down and if someone else is feeling down and we're all feeling down, <laughs> it's not going to be a good thing. That's really, I feel like that's also really good because in Nigeria, people don't really look at their mental health. They just look at maybe their physical health and that would help a lot. Thank you guys so much for talking to me. Yeah, um, signing out. Um, Shalom, Justin Daniel. I'm Patience Agba. And I'm Azaria Richards.
Thank you. You just heard from two conversations that we're featuring on this episode of the Unheard Youth Podcast, entitled, What Am I? Fun fact, Azaria Richards, who we heard from in the last conversation, is the youth who designed our logo. So make sure you get a chance to check it out and admire Azaria's talent. We love the wonderful logo that she created for us. For the next conversation, you're going to hear what Devin, Jacob, and Earl had to say. In this conversation, we hear about Devin's life growing up in Fort St. John. Afterwards, we hear from Earl about his experience with moving to the city. Hello, my name is Earl Christian Conception. I was born in Empton, Alberta, Canada. Uh, however, my family was originally from the Philippines. I'm currently living in Fort St. John, British Columbia, and currently I am a student in North Peace Secondary um, School in grade 11. My name is Jacob Zebart. I am a grade 11 student at North Peace Secondary School. I was born and raised in Fort St. John. I come from a half Filipino, half like Western European background. My name is Devin Malkar. I um, was born in Fort St. John. I've been living in the same house for 14 years and I uh, am currently attending my grade 11 year at North Peace Secondary School. How do you feel about Fort St. John? Uh, I feel like it's a pretty small town, and although I uh, often criticize it on certain things, I I do enjoy parts of it, like the um, overall flat ground everywhere. Uh, I like being able to see the sun and the sky just wherever I look, and I think that that is something that people take for granted a lot of the time. I have a question for you. This is Earl, this is Earl, by the way. If you had the chance to move somewhere else, where would it be? I would definitely move to a place that has less snow and a shorter winter, just because I think it gets tiring after a while, and you you stop feeling the magic of winter. <laughs> and uh, it would be somewhere probably in Canada still, because I like how things go down here and just the people but I I don't see myself staying in Fort St. John forever that's what I have to say <laughs> one more question about your personal life yeah. what do you change about yourself when you're trying to blend in there's there's definitely a lot of things that I don't show people just because I haven't really grown to accept that like those things in myself yet so for example something that I changed about myself is uh, how I talk I really try and show a lot of respect to people that I'm talking to and um, just try and make them feel as comfortable as they can be to talk to me like that's something that I have to try really hard to do and it's not something that I was always uh, doing before I, so I got a question for Earl, who just so happens to not be from Fort St. John. Are there major differences between your home city and Fort St. John? Uh, I would say so. Originally, I did live in Edmonton and also in St. Albert. Those, like, basically, those are like bigger cities, big cities. They have a big population, right? So there's definitely an adjustment heading into Fort St. John. Gotta get used to the people, but the people here are actually much nicer than the people over there. I would say you get to know more people that way, because you would run into more people just because lower population here. 
uh, compared to Edmonton. But I still do miss Edmonton. I still consider it one of my homes. Looking back, would you rather stay in Edmonton or keep things the way they are and still move to Fort St. John anyway? I think, hmm, I think the move was actually a good thing for me at the moment. Like, at the time, I was kind of hesitant, but looking back and how I changed as a person to from then and now is a big change. Yeah, I used to be a very quiet, very, very quiet person. And thanks to the people I meet, people I associate with now, and the things I do, the activities and around the community, it's helped me become a better person. How did your family feel about moving to Fort St. John? Um, my two older brothers, actually, they had a harder time trying to adjust because they're, when my older brother was coming from one high school to the other, and he had to tr adjust to get to know people that already knew other people. Um, it was different for my middle brother because he kind of went into middle school, so that he kind of got to know the people in middle school before he headed into high school. My parents, though, um... I don't think they had m much of a hard time. It's kind of like uh, they kind of just changed their job in a way because they switched from job to job back in Edmonton. And then it's basically the same thing, and I think they adjusted that easily. How well do you think your family was accepted in Fort St. John? Um, I, I think my family are some nice people. They like to give respect to any anybody around us really so I don't think I think they're accepted pretty well around the community and yeah I have nothing much to say about that <laughs> do you have family in other parts of the world I do I do have family a lot of family in Canada but I also have family in the United States the Philippines of course and the UK uh, what would you say your parents were like? Were they strict or did they have a different kind of uh, ideology about raising you? I guess you could say they're kind of strict, but I think they're more protective than strict. I mean, it kind of brought us here to Canada just to open up our opportunities, right? So I think the only thing they really did was trying to protect us from any dangerous thing that could pull us off our tracks and to kind of just lead us in the right direction. They didn't do anything else other than that, really. Do you know any stories that your family has from the Philippines? I mean, there's a bunch of stories about having, a, like, waking up next to a, a giant insect or, inse or, I don't know, a snake. <laughs> there's a snake crawling over my baby, older, older brother when he was a baby or something like that. But uh, that's, like, the usual story sometimes in the Philippines. Um, but other than that, there wasn't too many things they told me, actually. I know that we did have a decently sized family, and they would help us out taking care of my older brothers back then, and all that stuff. You just heard from Devin, Jacob, and Earl. For the last conversation on this episode, you'll hear from Soman, Alexis, and Lillian. All three of them talk about the forces that shape their identity.
Good morning. My name is Soman Park, and I am a grade 11 student attending North Bay Secondary. I was born in South Korea from a fully South Korean family. However, I can't really identify myself as Korean because my family and I immigrated to Australia four years ago. We immigrated back to Canada eight years ago, and this is where we live now. I am now a Canadian permanent resident. Hi, my name is Lillian and I am African-Canadian. I am 15 years old and I'm a student at NPSS school. After high school, I have decided to become an actor. Hello, my name is Alexis Ebart and I'm a grade 11 at North Peace Secondary School. I was born in Fort St. John and I have been here all my life. So, uh, what makes you who you are? I would say something that makes me who I am is basketball. My family is very involved, so we're always all like out in like the public talking to people and like lear learning about different people and like who they are. So I think definitely basketball has had a huge influence on who I am. For me, education has a lot of influence on who I am. I love to learn and everything is really driven by my passion to learn. Uh, all I can say is my attitude towards other people. Yeah. Very interesting. So, Alexis, can you tell me more about your family? Yeah, so my dad's dad came from Germany, and my, his mom is Métis, so she came in around the 1600s. And on my mom's side, um, her mom came from Switzerland, and her dad came from England over to Oklahoma as well, and they both came up, their families came up from the United States at different times. So something interesting about my family is my cousins are both Filipino. They have a Filipino mother and their father is Canadian. So their like different way of life is really interesting and how it like meshes with ours. So I think that's something interesting about my family. Okay, very interesting. How about you, Lillian? Uh, for me, I can say is that all my life I've lived in Africa and I recently moved to Canada in 2016 and I have a family in Edmonton and we just moved to Fort St. John for my dad's job. For me, everyone in my family is South Korean. My mom, my dad, and my brother and I, we immigrated to Canada, so we are the only ones living abroad for now. Everyone else is back in Korea. Has there ever been a time when you, f you haven't felt like you have belonged? Not like personally, but like I definitely feel like uh, there's a time where my family didn't like feel like belonged I remember being around like 10 and my little cousin was eight and so my little cousin's Filipino and there's like a very distinct like you can tell we don't look related right so we go to a, we went to a nail salon to get our nails done for my auntie's wedding and we were sitting there getting our toes done and the lady asked like oh are you guys friends and I say like no we're cousins and then she's like but she's brown and you're white. And that like moment I was I was like 10 years old and I realized like people don't see us as family and that kind of like messed with me ever since. Even though we have a super close bond, I still remember that. And we joke about it and stuff, but you just kind of realize how like close-minded some people are. And I think that for me was like a time where I didn't feel like our family like belonged in the community, I guess. Uh, how about you? So like I said before, I first started studying abroad when I was five years old. So I can't really say I feel part of the Korean culture because I'm not very, I'm not exactly familiar with the Korean culture anymore. But I also cannot say that I'm uh, like Canadian because I am not Canadian. So sometimes I question, what am I? Uh, for me, when my parents told me that uh, we were moving to Canada, I was like, why? Because there are so many white people and I have uh, all my life I've lived in 
where black people are surrounding me. So I was like so terrified. People will bully me. People will start chasing me, and it it kind of felt sad. Yeah. So did you find that that there was peer pressure to adopt a new culture? Not so much for me because, like my cousins who are Filipino, they it was more difficult for them. But I remember like showing up to like some like family dinners and stuff and it was just like there's like new food and there's like new ways and you're like wow this is like crazy and, like you some things you don't want to try right because you're like a little six-year-old but I definitely I'm happy I tried those because now I'm like obsessed with spring rolls so <laughs> interesting how about you Lillian for me it's uh how I kind of started speaking English uh back home I never used to speak English a lot but here it's all the time for me, I never really felt any peer pressure. I just adapted to a new culture and I was willing to just because I thought it was necessary and it, it was something I was interested in trying. Uh, what do you change about yourself when you try to blend it? So personally for me, like I'm a super outgoing person. I'm loud and like you can tell when I enter a room. So I don't really change anything about myself. Um, like you, obviously there's like these comments like you're too loud or whatever but I just kind of roll with it that's who I am and I've accepted that so I don't really blend in that well how about you um, I first try to change my perspective on how I view things and just try to s- understand how people from a different like country and culture would view something uh, for me it's like uh, when you see a white person uh, with uh, nice hair. I try sometimes to make my hair look that nice, but it doesn't work. Have you felt any pressure to change your background story? Yeah, so my grandma is Métis, and I remember, like, growing up, um, started elementary school, like, if you're Aboriginal, you, like, mark that on the papers or whatever, and you get put into, like, an Aboriginal program just so you can kind of, kind of, like, learn more about that culture. But, like, I remember there's like, a time when I hit grade 7, I was in the Aboriginal room, and, like, everybody is visibly, like, native or indigenous and I'm the little white girl right so I was kind of I felt awkward and I felt like and like there's like obviously little jokes like you can't be Métis like you're white but so ever since then I've I've told my mom I'm like mom don't mark me down as like native I don't want to I don't want to like I don't look native so I'm not but my grandma's Métis and like she's of status so I'm obviously native but definitely like I like tried to lie about not being native because I felt like since I was I didn't look the way I wasn't that, and I think that was like my biggest kind of problem. Oh, very interesting. For me, I was always very proud of my heritage, so sometimes there would be like, people might ask, do you get bullied or do you get discriminated just because you're from a different culture? But for me, I was always very proud, so even if I got discriminated and bullied, I would just not really care. Uh, I'm a very proud person. I'm proud of myself, my heritage, and uh, I don't think I've ever felt any pressure to change my background. If you had a chance to move somewhere else, would you? Where and why? Like, I think growing up in a small, like, a small town and, like, a small community, everybody's connected and, like, we all know things about each other, so I don't think I could ever live in a big city or I could ever be somewhere else, so I'm I'm really happy where I am right now and I'm I'm learning new things, and I like traveling, but I always like to come back to, like, my small community. I would want to go to somewhere hot, like Australia. I would like to go to Los Angeles because of the job opportunity. It's a beautiful city, yeah. Okay, so that 
brings us to the end of our interview. Thank you. My name is Soman Park. And my name is Lillian. And my name is Alexis Ebart. You've reached the end of this episode of the Unheard Youth Podcast, entitled, What Am I? Exploring Identity at North Peace Secondary School. Figuring out who and what we are is a question that we should never stop asking ourselves, because identity is always fluid and changing. Thank you very much to the youth at NPSS for allowing us to understand a bit more about what shapes their identity. We would also like to thank our friends and partners at CGSR, 88.5 FM, and the Edmonton Community Foundation. This project has been made possible in part by the Government of Canada. Ce projet a été rendu possible en partie grâce au gouvernement du Canada. Thank you to Chivenji for providing the music featured in the podcast. And don't forget to check us out on social media. Let us know your thoughts by commenting on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our username is Unheard Youth Podcast. We wanted to acknowledge the land where these recordings took place. Fort St. John is located in Treaty 8 territory, home to Beaver First Nation, Dene, Nehio, and Métis. Treaty 8 was signed on June 21, 1899. Treaty 8 is home to 39 First Nations communities, including 23 Alberta First Nations, 3 Saskatchewan First Nations, 6 Northwestern Territories First Nations, and 8 British Columbia First Nations. This episode was produced by me, Rose Eva Forks Jenkins. We produce this show at the Center for Race and Culture at Edmonton, Alberta, Amiskwichiwi Skygun. The Center for Race and Culture acknowledges that we are located on Treaty 6 territory, traditional homelands for many Indigenous peoples, including the Nehio, Soto, Nitsitape, Metis, Dene, and Nakoda. We pay our respects to the ancestors past and present who call this land home.